do you have a right to? Really? A right to life? What does that mean? Now, personally, I'm against abortion. And impersonally. Whichever way you cut it, I'm against it. Unless, of course, it was a matter of life or death. When the woman is trying to give birth or having a difficult pregnancy that could kill her or the child, she has to take that risk. That's a medically induced abortion that is necessary for the life of the mother. That's different. But that is not 98% of the abortions that are occurring because a woman's life is in jeopardy. It's what you're trying to protect is your right of privilege or your right to the right. What do you have a right to the right? What's your right of privilege or your right to the right? What's your right to life? Secondly, wasn't a right to life. It was arbitrarily given to you by chance and circumstance. It just, or circumstance, I should say, it just happened. You know, idealistically, theologically, dealistically, you might believe God had preordained your birth, but whether you know that, believe that, or that is the case or not, your mother and father are the two people that engaged in the act of sex. consummated a relationship that brought forth the gestation of an embryo and you were born not by your right or your request or behest not because you merited it or earned it it happened and now oh okay you deal with it because it happened to you no choice of your own it occurred and now what is your right I don't think you have one. You simply have to deal with the deck of cards that was given you because you didn't ask to be here. But you're here. And now you have to deal with the world that you want to do what? Fashion and protect and childproof yourself from the environment that you had no choice. The family that you were born in. The city, the state, the country, the conditions, the political. You are simply existing and adapting and constantly learning in order to survive and maybe thrive. There was a commercial of a woman talking about her miracle child that was born. And all of a sudden her miracle child one day woke up and started vomiting. It was a miracle she had the child and now she's wondering what happened to the miracle. The child is sick and now the child I guess is going to die. Some sort of disease. She began to cry and weep, and they played soft, melodic music to pull your heartstrings about it. And yet, for tens of thousands of years, women have been losing their children in childbirth. Just, it was normal. It was normal for a woman to die in childbirth. Still to this day, they do. And it was normal for the child not to survive. The majority of children did not survive in childbirth and the majority or great majority of them did not survive their infancy or their early years. Not unusual. Not uncommon. But now we've created a world based on all kinds of inventions, medical advancements that have told us these things shouldn't happen. Not that they really shouldn't happen. They happen. 
but now they shouldn't happen because we can make it not happen. We can prevent it. So now you're under the illusion that these things never happen, that people never lost their lives in childbirth, that parents never abandoned their children, that men never went off and had children with other families, and all of a sudden this is an anomaly. No, it's not. But you're taught that because you've been sold a bag of goods and you live your life in a Disney movie as a Marvel character you're in such a fantasy in your altered universe that you can't handle the one you live in and you're constantly not told the truth about life or animals or the planet or weather or love or God or faith so much so that you have no idea you are impervious to truth and reality. And you've only grown to hate it unless you can fashion a world that looks like what you watch on your streaming tools. Unless you can throw your head in a fictitious And manifest that in your real, real world. You will not accept reality of death or life or even an election. The country has always been divided. Just ask Abraham Lincoln. The United States doesn't mean we are of one mind, one thought. It means we just decided not to kill each other over our differences. You agree to be disagreeable. That is what makes us united. Not that we all eat the same meat, sing the same song. Though we sing it, we may not even understand it the same way or believe it the same way. Or does it mean the same thing for everyone? Well, of course it doesn't. But history should have told you all of that. So why waste my breath telling what you should know already? And the president looks despondent. They say in 2020, he was on television every day for 48 minutes. That doesn't count all the people that talked about him every day for every second. And now that he's lost, no one hears from him. Well, we don't. He's despondent, he's broken. Well, you would be too if you lost something that you wanted. And you are when you can't get what you want. When you feel especially you've been robbed of what was dutifully and rightfully yours. When it doesn't make sense, you're drawing hundreds of thousands of people and the other candidate isn't. And all of a sudden you lost what doesn't seem to make sense. But it could make sense. Half the country is for you and half the country isn't. You only need a very small percentage to lose or win. And it's that margin of difference. And so he feels he's been robbed because there's been nefarious activities. So it's always been nefarious activities. The question is, is it, or does it rise to the level enough to affect an election? Well, ask Kennedy, ask Joe Kennedy, especially. Mr. President, I would say, get over it. African-Americans definitely have gotten over it and continue to get over it. In fact, they had a gospel song about it, how I got over it. You know, 
The world isn't fair. Want to know how to survive a defeat when it's been robbed from you, taken from you, because someone doesn't like the color of your skin or the way you talk? What city you come from, what place you come from, your ethnicity. Well, African Americans can tell you about that. I've had hundreds of years of living, having been turned down in neighborhoods, apartment rentals, and jobs, and banks, all kinds of things. That's kind of normal. Oh, yes, I mean, disproportionately in history, you might see it more now than ever that there are a lot more getting what they didn't get, but they still get the short end of the stick in that regard. Eh, you live with it because you realize that that's the world. And no matter how you want to paint it, doesn't mean you don't fight against it, don't get me wrong. Doesn't mean you don't oppose it, you don't try lawsuits, you don't try all kinds of things to get what is yours. But you lose a lot. You'll lose far more than you win. And sometimes it only takes the right loss to make all those wins count for nothing. But that's life. Roll with it. Adapt. You see, Mr. President, life isn't fair for any of us, regardless of our color or race. It just assumes that it's most unfair for blacks. It does appear that way, does it? But when all is said and done, life just isn't fair, period. Things are going to happen against you just because someone doesn't like the way you dress or talk or look or another person's got a better hairstyle or bigger boobs, more money, more car, a better look, a better, a better gig, a better sale. Life isn't fair. Adapt. You win some, you lose some. You'll be in the middle of a lot more. So I'm trying to encourage all of you who lost something in life. Trying to remind you from the perspective of an American citizen who's had to deal with this kind of loss unfairly most of his life. Wake up. Wake up. Life isn't fair, but you are alive, so live it.